Hi Church, a very happy Easter to all of you and a very warm welcome, especially those of you who are in live chat at the moment. Hi, can you tell me where you're watching this video from? Whether you be outstationed or even overseas, welcome to all of you. A special welcome also to those of you who are here in church for the first time, mums and dads and husband and wives. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking time off I was going to say from your busy schedule. Actually, it's not. We're all in lockdown, right? Thank you so much for being here. Warm welcome even to our Easter service online. I want to share with you today a message entitled, Fear No More, He is Risen. Taken from Mark chapter 16, verse 1 to verse 8. Why I like to choose this passage is because the emotions at that Easter morning, the first Easter morning is the same as our emotions here at this Easter morning over 2,000 years later. What were the emotions? Fear and uncertainty. What was the emotions at the first Easter morning as recorded in Mark chapter 16? Fear and uncertainty. What is the emotions now? Fear and uncertainty. But the good news is this, friends. They overcame it. They were not overwhelmed, but they overcame it. Question. How did they overcome that fear and uncertainty? And as we read through this passage, we can do the same. We can follow the same steps, and I call it movements. So let me first of all read to you Mark chapter 16, verses 1 to verses 8. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Mark chapter 16, verses 1 to verses 8. It is on the screen. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other a very, very pertinent question. Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? And when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, the angel said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. And this is the good news, my friend. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. If your Bible has a marginal note, you will notice that it is stated there in the earliest manuscripts of Mark's Gospel, Mark's Gospel ends in verse 8. 
There is no verse 9 to verse 20. How does verse 8 end? They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. How could that be? How could this narrative end in fright? In fact, the word afraid is a word traumas, which the word trauma comes from. They were traumatized. They were paralyzed with fear. How could Mark's gospel end that way? What were they fearful about? Jesus had already died, you see. It was a very sad, unhappy ending. I say one thing to you, you know, I, I personally don't like unhappy endings. That's why I don't like to see movies when the hero dies. My type of movie, uh, the hero cannot die one. That's why I dislike movies like Braveheart when Mel Gibson died and it was eviscerated at the end. I don't like movies like Inglorious Bastard. Who's that handsome Brad Pitt? He died. So I don't like to have movies like that. My type of movie is James Bond type of movie where the enemies shoot bullets everywhere but always steam. And all James Bond got to do is shoot one bullet, bull's eye, and the villain, villain dies. I like that kind of movie. But here, Jesus died and they were afraid. It cannot end that way. And here is the good news of Easter, my friend. It didn't end that way. Why? Because Jesus is alive. He is risen. That's why the title of my sermon this Easter morning to you is Have No Fear, Fear No More. Why? Because He is risen. The question I want to share with you is this. How did the women go from fear you faith and faith triumphant. If we follow this passage, bear up with me. Even as we follow this passage, we too will overcome fear and uncertainty, which is the prevalent emotions right now. We ask, when will all this end? What about my future? What about my business? Are my children safe? Fear and uncertainty. But they should not grip us. We can overcome. How? Three movements. I call these movements because you must move from one to two to three. We cannot stop because the moment we stop, we surrender and we will be overwhelmed. First movement, fear and uncertainty. Let me read to you Mark chapter 16, verse 1 and verse 2. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Incidentally, if you don't know, they were the original Spice Girls. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? So the first movement was they were filled with fear 
fear because Jesus has died, fear because of the Roman soldiers, but they were also uncertain. Why? Who will roll the stone away? This is the same emotions that is present here today. Over the virus, over our future, over our business, over our homes, fear and uncertainty. But I want to say this to you, my friend. I don't want to dwell on this too long because there is hope. There is hope. Jesus is risen. So we go to movement two. He is alive. Jesus is risen. He is alive. Come on, everybody say it with me. He is risen. Jesus is alive. One more time. One, two, three. He is risen. Jesus is alive. One more time. He is risen. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now they move from fear to faith and faith triumphant. So you ask me, Pastor, what happened? How come they move from fear to faith? Let me read to you what happened from Mark chapter 16, from verse 4 to verse 6 now. When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. Remember, they were uncertain who will roll the stone away. But when they arrived there, praise the Lord, the stone had already been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed. The, actually, the angel told them, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Friend, this is the joy and the celebration of Easter. This is the good news of Easter. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I want to say something before I share with you. No, you know that Matthew 28 gives us a better account, a detailed account, what actually happened during the time when the ladies were walking towards the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him, they shook and they became like dead men. The key is this, my friend. While the women were walking, God was working. Can I repeat this? While the women was walking, this is movement two, eh? God was working. And it is the same here today. We ask, God, are you working? God, are you there? When is the end of all of this? I want to assure you, keep moving. Keep believing. Why? Because as we move, God is working. And uh, oh, I just want to say this as well. Like, I can't resist saying this, you know. Remember, the women were there. Where are the men? You know, I'm convinced, and this passage also seems to confirm it, that in times of crisis, actually, the women are the more resilient ones. I better continue before I get stoned by the men. You know, as they were walking, God was working and working for good. You know, I come to believe all these years as a Christian that God is a God of the good outcome. 
It is a kingdom construct. God's job is outcome. Our job is process. Our job is not outcome. Why? Because God is in control. It's not out of control. Even today, we may not see the outcome now, but I believe that at the end of all this, God will work together for good. Good outcome to those who love Him and to those who are called according to His purpose. Friend, this is the good news I want to share with you this Easter morning. Jesus is alive. There is hope. He is risen. Jesus said in John 11, 25, verse 26, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? The amazing thing is this, my friend. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to us here today. He is alive. This is a good news of the gospel. While death may be outside, decay, disease, I want to assure you, no harm will come to you. Why? Because the same power is available to us today. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? You know, the events around this time, Good Friday and Easter, actually are two major events. They're not separate, but they follow one to the other. The first event is Good Friday. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, the sinless man, one who has no sin, died on the cross, shed his precious blood, paid the price for your sin. Why is that important? Only a man without sin can pay the price for your sin and my sin. That's what he has done. All we need to do is open our hearts, accept him into our life, and all our sins are forgiven. But the amazing thing is this. Listen to me very carefully, my friend. Good Friday doesn't end with Good Friday. Why? Because three days later, when Jesus Christ was buried in the tomb, He rose again. That's why the angel said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And this good news, my friend, because Jesus Christ is risen, we have hope. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your sting? Praise be to God who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Friend, I want to share this with you, especially those of you who have yet to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour. I want to say this to you before I go to movement number three, especially those of you who have not yet accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Saviour. You know, your, your children would love very much for you, Mom, Dad, for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour. Husband, your wife has been praying for you for so long. Wife, your husband has also been praying for you for so long. Today, it will be a wonderful joy, not only to them who love you, but also to God, that you open your heart and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour. There is hope, my friend. There is hope. Fear not. Fear no more, because Jesus Christ is alive and He has conquered our final enemy, death. So even now, as I pause for a moment, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour, 
all heads bowed, all eyes closed. I'm not finished yet, but I just feel led in my spirit to give this call right at this moment. Whether you're a mother or a father or a husband or a wife, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Will you raise your right hand to God? By raising your right hand, you're saying, God, I fought you so long. I've been resisting you for so long. Today, I open my heart because I know there's only one hope, and that hope is Jesus Christ who has conquered death. And I want to pray too for those of you who are sick. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ, you raise your right hand. If you are sick, you raise your left hand. For those of you who are Christians and you're not well, you raise your left hand. Let me pray for you. Why? Because at the cross, Jesus not only shed his precious blood for our sins, but by his stripes, by his precious blood, our sins are forgiven, our diseases are healed. Your health will come back to be restored back to normal. So if you are sick, you can raise your left hand. So if you have, want to accept Jesus Christ and you are not well, raise your right hand and raise your left hand. Will you do that right now? Will you do that right now? I'll give you a little bit of time as even as I pray for you. Family members, will you go to your pre-believing husband or wife and just turn to him or your mother or your father he says would you want to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior can i pray for you can pastor pray for you would you do that right now please will you do that right now thank you very much let me pray father god even as we are in the safety of our home how safe can we be? We are in our own house and we are among loved ones who love us and wants the best for us. Father, in the safety of such an environment, today, I want to accept you as my Lord and my Saviour. If I like that, if I like this person, you just follow me in this prayer and I can encourage all of you, whether you're alone in your house, whether you are with your parents or, rel or relatives, members of your household. If you want to accept Jesus Christ, raise your right hand and follow this prayer after me, even when you are alone. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Saviour right now. I believe that you died for my sins at the cross. You shed your precious blood. You were buried. And on the third day, you rose again. Right now, everybody say, right now, I open my heart. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Right now, my name is written in the book of life. Right now, everybody say, right now, I'm now called your son and your daughter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I want to pray for those of you who are sick right now. In Jesus' name, I want to pray for those who are not well, diabetes, hypertension, cancer, heart disease. Go in Jesus' name. Because we believe, Father Lord, even as we pray, by your stripes, we are healed. So, Father, 
I want to bless everyone who is not well right now. Be healed. Be healed. Oh, the song just come to my mind right now. We want to say this. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord your healer. I said the word and heal your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. Oh, Father God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer. You are the one who restores back. So in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, be healed, be healed in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. I want now to move to the third movement. The first movement was fear and uncertainty. They then move on to faith and faith triumphant. And this is the third movement. It will blow your mind. And I'm speaking to Christians now. Bear with me. You won't want to miss this. Even as they began to move from fear to faith and faith triumphant, God is now taking them, the Christians, the disciples, Mary, Salome, and, and, all, and the, the other lady, into another level. Why? Because now, the angel said, go and tell the disciples, God, Jesus, will meet you in Galilee. And the third movement is this. It is now to return to the first love and the first call. Let me read to you, Mark 16, verse 7 to verse 8. And I'm addressing to you, brothers and sisters in Christ. Go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. Notice, I bold Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Friends, why Galilee? Why Galilee? The reason is because Galilee was the place of the first call. The place of the first call is the place of your first love. Galilee was where it all began. Galilee was where the disciples were called. Galilee was the place where the most miracles were performed. The angel said, go back to Galilee. Go back to the original first call because the first call is your first love. But you say to me, Pastor, Galilee? This is Malaysia. Galilee is in Israel. No, Galilee is where you are now. Your bedroom, your living room. That is your Galilee, because there, Jesus wants to meet you again. To remind you, my friend, of your first call and your first love. It may have been jaded by now. It may have been disappointed by many people, even Christians, even pastors. Forgive us. But God wants you to come back to Galilee the place of your first call, the place of your first love. Amazing thing is, Peter's name was singled out. 
Why? Because of all the people, Peter, as you all know, denied the Lord three times. And I just sense in my spirit, God is saying to you today, you may have failed me. You may have disappointed me. Mary, John, Jonathan, James, Paul, Matthew, Linda, Winnie, May, Mr. Lim, Mr. Wong, Mr. Chan, Mr. Tan, Mr. Lee. I, I, I wish I can call all your names, but I can't. But you know who you are, you know. And I want to say this to you. Jesus is calling you back. Back to Galilee. Back to your first call. Back to your first love. When Jesus, when the angel said, go to Galilee, he will meet you there. It's not about geography. It's a mission statement. It's a mission statement. Go back again to your first love. And amazingly, the one that disappointed Jesus most deeply is the one that Jesus singled out for redemption. Are you that one? Today, on this Easter morning, Jesus is calling out to you, go back to Galilee. Tell Peter, when he comes back, one day, one day Peter, one day John, one day Paul, one day Mr. Lim, one day Mrs. Mrs. Chan, Mrs. Wong, Mrs. Chu, I don't know who, what your name is, one day, like Peter, you will stand before 3,000 people and you will preach the gospel at Pentecost and 3,000 people will be saved. One day, you will go into Cornelius' household and you will witness the falling of the Holy Spirit and to see the infilling of the Holy Spirit among the Gentiles. One day, one day in the future, when you come back to me, whoever your name is, you will say to me, said Jesus, you are the one, you are the son of the living God. And I will say to you upon your confession, I will build my church. Peter, Come back to your first love. Come back to your first love. Let the grave of your failure be overturned by the grace of the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross for the glory of the risen Lord. Hallelujah, my friend. You, have not, you are not finished. God has not finished with you yet. God wants you to go back to Galilee. Go back to your first love once again. Let me close. You know, in verse 8, they were afraid. You don't have to be afraid. It don't have to end this way, my friend. It, don't, it doesn't have to end this way. Fearful for your life, for your health, for the future, for your children, for, for everything. Why? Because he is risen. He is alive. That's why we don't have to fear. The amazing thing is this. Every time in the Bible, when the, 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 the people obeyed the Lord and drove out fear in their lives, miracle happened, restoration happened, healing took place. Like that woman with an issue of blood. She was so fearful. She touched the helm of Jesus' shawl. And yet, 
she, she did not give up. She was healed. Like Jairus, there was a delay. She, he could have been frustrated. Why? Why, Jesus, you got delayed by this woman? But she didn't give up. She went forward. She moved on. And what happened? His daughter was healed. Like a Syrophoenician woman, she, he didn't give up. Jesus even rebuked her. And he said, yes, Lord, even the dogs take from the crumbs that fall from your table. And Jesus says, I've never seen such great faith in Israel. Her daughter was healed. Same for you, my friend. This Easter, let's not stop at movement one. Let's not stop at movement two. Let's go on. Let's go on with the Lord. And let this Easter be a wonderful, wonderful celebration of hope and life. Hallelujah. Let's all close our eyes. Shall we do that? Let me pray for you. Hallelujah, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, Lord, that Easter is triumphant. Lord, we thank you, Father, Lord, that we do not need to be fearful. We do not need to give up. We do not need to be disappointed anymore. We do not need to be frustrated anymore. We do not need to dwell on our failure anymore. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you, Lord, that there is hope. It's not a hopeless hope. It's not a virtual hope, but it's hope because the tomb is empty and Jesus has risen. He is not here. He is risen. Praise be to God who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much indeed. Hallelujah. Can you stand up with me? Hallelujah. Come on, let me pray for you before we sing the closing song. Father, in Jesus' name, I bless everybody here who is in the living room now, in the bedroom now, with their loved ones, with all other members of the household. I bless those who are alone, wherever they are in the apartments, even those outstationed overseas. Father, I bless them. I pray, God, that even as we come to you this Easter, let gloom go away. Let, let fear disappear. Let doubt disappear. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we know, Lord, that all these things have no place. Why? Because Jesus Christ, you have conquered fear. If God is with us, nobody can be against us. An amazing thing is this. Jesus Christ is alive. He is here today. He is here today. He's here with you wherever you are. And if God is with us, nothing can be against us. Nothing, nothing shall be able to separate us, neither life nor death nor principalities, nor powers, nor angels, nor demons, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And you will believe it. Everyone say, Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Truly, Jesus Christ is our living hope. It's not a dead hope. Because He lives, we have hope because he lived we have life hallelujah what a wonderful easter morning remember what pastor Lichu shared with you when the presence of god comes there will be protection there will be peace there will be provision there will be power all of this is available to every one of us have no fear because jesus christ is risen and is alive today and so may the lord bless you and keep you this day May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and your loved ones. 
May the Lord turn His beautiful face to each and every one of you and grant you shalom, shalom, and shalom. In Jesus' precious name I pray. And of course, people say aloud, Amen. God bless you.